Have you wondered about living elsewhere after you retire? Well, we have, almost daily. As you know, it's not an overnight decision. Hi, this is Gil and Jean of Retire There, a podcast about places to consider living in during your retirement. We started this program for selfish reasons. We planned on visiting cities earlier this year, spending some quality time, not as tourists, but pretending to actually live there to get a real sense and flavor of the place. We made one trip earlier this year, which was great. And we were planning for the next trip. Then COVID hit. Yes, unfortunately. A little background about us. I'm Asian, born in Brazil, South America, and grew up in Flatbush, Brooklyn. I'm an engineer turned attorney and practicing higher ed law at a college who loves working with students, faculty, and staff. I'm not Asian, born and raised in Long Island, New York, a place I've always wanted to leave. I'm a law librarian working in a court who loves his job. We've lived in Bay Ridge, Brooklyn for many years and have been thinking about our future home. So we will be speaking to folks from around the country who have moved to venues of their dreams and more, and we will share their intimate secrets. Whoa. Just kidding. But we will offer information that you may not find anywhere else. So stay tuned. On today's program, we will be hearing from Ray Alisea and Patricia Thomas, who moved to Hilton Head, South Carolina. Ray was born and raised in East Harlem, New York, attended the fabulous Brooklyn Tech High School and majored in the Mechanical Engineering Technology Program, where we met. <laughs> Those were the days, huh, Ray? Yes, they Ray were. Ray was voted most popular in our class. He's the father of two boys. And he started in building maintenance in his early 20s and rose to supervise properties in New York City, including the Chrysler Center, the IBM building, and retired after working 35 years in 2018. These days, Ray performs in a band. How cool is that? Never knew about those talents. Ray is part of the Ray Adams Band, and we will have that information in our show notes. Patricia Thomas was born and raised in Canarsie, Brooklyn. She moved to Brightwaters, Long Island, New York, in 1988 with her first husband and raised her family there. She has a daughter who is due in the end of January with Trisha's first granddaughter. She also has a son who lives and works in Santa Barbara, California. Trisha has an associate's degree in liberal arts from Suffolk Community College. She was a preschool teacher for 20 years working with children, including some with disabilities. Trisha also worked as a central office technician with the phone company for 13 years in New York City. And she's working again, currently as the business office manager, Canterfield of Bluffton, an assisted living facility in Ridgeland, South Carolina. Ray and Trisha have been together a little over 10 years and finally got engaged this summer. Woohoo! What took you so long, Ray? Okay, guys, please tell our listeners how you escaped to Hilton Head. Oh, thanks for having us, Gil and Jean. So about, let's see, 2017, I had to start looking for a place to retire to or move to. Long Island was getting a little expensive. My first husband and I were divorced, and we had to split the profits from the house. 2017, I started looking uh, around places to move to. In the beginning, I think we were looking at moving to the west coast of Florida, 
Near Tampa, Bradenton. Yeah, yes. Our neighbors for 30-something years across the street were moving down there. And I figured if I've already lived across the street from them for 30-something years, why not the rest of my life? <laughs> but when we went to visit, it was so hot. It was beautiful, but it was like just too much, the weather, uh, with the heat and humidity. So uh, we, I, I felt like uh, Matthew Brodick in Biloxi Blues. It doesn't get this hot in Brooklyn. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I get that. I could just picture that right now. Yeah. So um, we did have friends that lived um, in South Carolina. A couple um, lived in Somerville, which we did look at, but that's not where we wanted to retire. And we had friends that lived in Hilton Head. We started looking around here. Um, I did a lot of looking online. Another friend of mine, she was looking to retire also. She said, why don't you look in the Dell Webb Sun City in Hilton Head and see if there's anything there? A couple of considerations were, you know, I'd like to have the warm weather, but not hot all the time. Some nice amenities nearby and that I could actually afford to buy a house and not have a mortgage on it. You know, we did come to visit. At that time, we weren't looking actually in Sun City, but the more I started to look around online, the more I liked Sun City. So I wound up getting a real estate agent. I would tell him what I was looking for. He would say, oh, I have something. We would do video chats. Um, he would go through the apartment, the houses and show me the videos. And, you know, I think after a while, we were just looking at, that specific Sun City. The year of packing, though, was crazy. We, Ray and I broke up about 17 times that year. (laughs) The stress of packing up 30-something years in the house and deciding what you were going to keep and what you were going to take with you. I cried. I vented. You know, I was grieving. I was selling the house and I was just, it was like somebody was dying. You know, you lost somebody. So, and the and my kids were working and going to college. Um, my son was his last year, I think, of college. It was it was traumatizing for me. They were used to being out of the house. Uh, I would be like Ray. I don't know what to do. What should I keep? You know. Plus, uh, Cameron was going to school in Ohio. Right. He was not near us, and then he would come over, like for a week at a time. He had the smallest room in the house, so. When we told him to decide on whatever, he just bought down one big black bag and I'm, I'm done. Yeah, he, so, was, he was ready to move on. <laughs> I'm done. But there was still there was stuff that was in the house when they bought it that just got they inherited like the house. They didn't get it bare. Like the basement had a full workbench, had old tools, had. And plus, when you have the luxury of space with an attic and garage, a basement, basement and a detached garage all the way in the back. The stuff piled up real quick. We had to get rid of a boat. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> and, oh, that was fun. The only thing, the one thing I will tell anybody who's preparing to move, purge now. Yes, stop purging and if you as early as possible. Yes. And if you haven't used it in a year, you don't need it. How, how did you get rid of stuff? Did you have a garage sale? Did you call 1-800-JUNK? We, we tried everything. Well, we did every. Yeah, exactly. We um, we did have a couple of garage sales. Uh, people really just want you to give them your stuff. They don't really want to pay for it. 
So it's a lot of work for a little bit of, you know, money or to get rid of. And at, at the last one that we had, we actually were giving people just take this, take it. I don't care. Just get it out of my house. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, we had to, um, we did call 1-800-GOT-JUNK. I'll let, I'll let Trisha finish that story because she had to confront that. I was taking pictures and I was writing things down because I was thinking when I moved down here, I need to blog everything if I could try and help people. Of course, I still have not done that. <laughs> still have the pictures on my phone. Once I had the real estate agents and they told me, get rid of everything. You know, we, we need to stage the house. You have two months two months. And then we're going to start showing people the house. So in two months, I had to fix a hole in the ceiling from bathtub rotting. We had a broken glass in the back door. The garage door had to be The garage door had to be fixed. And the garage itself from wood rot. (laughs) We also, the dishwasher broke while we were trying to get things. So that had to be fixed. And we had just done the heat over downstairs. Well, the hot water. But the hot, the hot water, right. So, but that wasn't working the first time somebody was coming to the house. So the guy was working downstairs while they were showing the house. And I, I said to the real estate agent, don't let them downstairs yet because the guy is still down there. So no stress at all. <laughs> By the time I got all the furniture into storage, still was trying to purge everything. Oh, yes, we had the painter. Um, he had to put a fresh coat of paint everywhere. Somehow, when it would, came time for the front door to be painted, I had no more money to pay the painter. I, I told the real estate agents, I'm tapped out. If they don't buy it, I can't. I don't know what to tell you. Because, see, he spent so, two days on a radiator. He took forever oh to paint. <laughs> so the real estate agents both chipped in to pay for the front door to get painted. Oh, wow. um, so the house is beautiful now. I mean, you know, the floors, everything was gorgeous. Every time we had to leave, we had to put the dog in the crate and leave her. Uh, it was it was a nightmare. But once it was sold, which in it, it sold within two weeks, I think. Mm-hmm. So that was pretty quick. But there was still, but wait, Ralph, there's more. Remember you had to throw out everything because they wanted the house empty, empty, empty. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's why he had 1 800 got, got junk. junk. Yes. Oh, my God. So we had, um, we had stuff in the garage that was there before we bought the house, stuff in the basement, stuff in the attic. And she wanted it, the, her real estate agent wanted it clean. So I called 1 800 junk. We had two and a half truck loads full oh of garbage. Oh my, you had in your garage the previous owner stuff? Yes, still? it was all, um, you know, her husband's stuff that we never used. It was, I mean, it probably could have sold it to some museum. That's how old some of the stuff was in there. Yeah. By the time we got rid of everything. And it was the day of closing when they came. So the day, my, the day of closing, we had 1-800-JUNK there. Then while they were finishing up, the movers came, and and then I had to leave the movers so I could go to closing. Let me ask you: Don't you feel? Did you feel great after that? Like it was cathartic. It really was. I mean, during the whole process, 
you are crying, you are laughing, you're looking at pictures from your children when they were born until, you know, everything, my our wedding, all everybody who had passed from the wedding. <laughs> um, it was crazy. So it really was cathartic and it made me feel stronger. So the closing was December 18th, 18th. the day after my birthday. And oh, happy birthday. I still had to. I wanted to be in New York for Christmas. So I stayed with my sister for a week. We, well, we both stayed with my sister for a week. And then, I- and then um, Ray was staying in New York to continue working for a couple more months. While I went down, down to South Carolina to find a house, try to get situated and find a job. And then he was going to come down because somebody had to be working. We needed to have some money coming in. I said to my sister, I love you. I'll see you soon. We put the dog in the, the car. The dog and I drove down first to Delaware to see a friend. We stayed overnight. And then I continued down the next day to South Carolina, stayed in a hotel with the dog and then left the dog there while I went and met with my real estate agent. So he had about four houses to show me because when I said, when he showed me the one house I that he I said, I wanted that house. He said, in good conscience, I cannot sell you a house sight unseen. I know you saw it in a video, but you need to come down and see it in person. So when I went down there, he showed me three other houses. And then the last one was the house that I told him that I wanted. And when I walked in the front door, you could see from the front door out the back window, the lagoon. And I said, yep, Stephen, this is it. He said, oh my God, can you look at the house? Please just walk through the house. Two bedrooms, two bathrooms, a kitchen, a living room, the lanai, and that looks right out on the lagoon. And uh, I said, oh, the, the lanai is a screened-in porch <laughs> for those of you who are not from you, the south. Yeah, for the, you northerners. The back porch. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I just fell in love with it. I put a bid in. They didn't accept the first bid, but they took the second bid because I had cash. I closed on the house. They actually let me move into the house before I went to closing. And I was waiting. I had a bed sent over from the store so I could sleep on something. I also had a painter come in and paint. <laughs> the house wasn't mine yet, though. And the painter <laughs> the painter saw my real estate agent outside somewhere. And he asked, Stephen asked him, hey, what are you working on? He said, oh, I'm over at the Thomas house painting inside. And Stephen looked at him and said, yeah, no, you should not be painting that house. It's not hers yet. But in my heart, I knew it was mine. And I said, I'm only making it better. Even if I don't get this house, somebody else will love this house. Yeah, it was a real ugly color inside. <laughs> it was not the lovely blue you see behind us. It is um, definitely like a beach house in here now. Uh, so just to clarify, you knew that you were going to Sun City. Yes. Um, you just didn't have the actual house selected is is it a complex i mean what can you describe sun city to us it's an over 55 community the amenities here are amazing there are i believe four outside pools and two indoor pools there's a hot tub at each of the pools yes is there a gym how many gyms is it two or three gymnasiums and you take classes, any classes that you want. We have one of the largest woodworking shops on the East Coast. <laughs> so, yeah. There's there? also a group you can join. The woodworking shop is part of the amenities? Yeah. Yes. Wow. Some of them cost like $2 extra or whatever, $4. I'm not really 
sure about that, but because um, we did join the karaoke club and we'd have to pay two every two dollars every time we went to a meeting. We have over a thousand different types of clubs of yeah. everything. And if you are bored here, that is on you. There's no way you could be bored. There's a club for everyone. And the pools are actually saltwater pools. They're not chlorine oh, wow. pools. So on a hot day, you're stepping into a spa, basically, into a hot salt water. Because when I first came down, my first job was to work at a, as a bellman at the West End. And I used to put in anywhere from 15,000 to 20,000 steps a day. So after work, Trisha would go, you want to go to the pool? Yes. <laughs> and you just sit there and just relax. And, and the how- pools have walking and swimming lanes. So if you just want to do your exercise, just walking back and forth. It's beautiful. Our favorite amenity is a hidden Cypress one because you have the pool, the hot tub, the gym, and Jameson's Char House restaurant. restaurant, which is like a top, top-notch restaurant. And behind that, you have the hidden Cypress golf course. It's, I think, four golf courses on site. Yes. But the golf is expensive. If the golf pack- package is extra. So that's a come you see people when it's cloudy or whatever. They're still going out there with their golf clubs because uh, uh, we have bocce ball. We have a full theater. We have a full softball uh, field. Do you have people place in the softball club where we play other? Do you have pickleball? Yes. yes. That's big down here. And tennis courts. That's the funniest game ever. How far are you from the pool? Can you walk there? No. No, we have to drive everywhere. A yeah. lot of people have um, golf carts down here. Mm-hmm. You don't have a golf cart yet. Yet. But yet. how far is the drive? I mean, can you walk there if you want, or is it, I mean, how big is this complex? 14,000 homes. Oh, my goodness. Wow. It's like a city. Well, yes. that, that's the name. <laughs> Sun City. So this this is part of the same Sun City that started in Arizona years yes, ago, right? correct. It's mm-hmm. Dub Web, like, and it's also Dub Web that was in Vegas. Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. So, so this is a real community where they want you to... Um, participate in activities yeah and there's plenty this is oh, they also have a movie theater down here where you can yeah. go to see not you know the movie that comes right out but uh a movie that's been out like six months or so for two dollars yeah there's a there's plenty oh, for two dollars wow plus they have live shows too oh yeah they have a club that's like a broadway show club so they'll put on broadway shows and you support it by buying the ticket for the show and you go to this theater, have seats and everything. So it's made so you don't have to leave the community at all. But it is it is a large venue. I learned something when I came down that nothing is near nothing down here. So it's not like you have like you can walk down to the deli and get something. Right. But the drives, everything is like five, 10 minutes away. Is there a supermarket in the complex? In the right complex? outside, we have a supermarket. Yeah. In the complex, we have two restaurants. Uh, right outside of that, we have, um, you know, Cracker Barrel and Italian restaurant, a Chinese restaurant, a uh, Mexican restaurant. So it, everything is pretty You can close. take your golf cart right out the complex and go to all these places. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This sounds like Club Med, Gene. Yeah. <laughs> starting to like it more and more. Um, it can you really is about, beautiful down here. Yeah. Can you tell us about um, health care? Was that one of the things you checked out? Um, actually the, the most important thing when I was looking was that, um, my salary would go further than it did in New York. 
So the taxes are much cheaper. I think the taxes on my house in Brightwaters were almost 12000 a year. Wow. With my HOA and the taxes down here, maybe 500 5000 uh, 5000 I'm sorry, $5,000. And what's so, the HOA? Um, it's six, five seventy five every, every quarter. Oh, oh that's not, not bad. That's not bad at all. Yeah, nope. yeah. And that includes all the amenities, and, except and, for the golf. Yeah. And if you want to talk about being like a resort, when you go to eat at Jameson's Char House, we have what's called a camp card, and you can charge it to your HOA. HOA. So you don't so actually have to You have to pay right or, there. Yeah. Oh, wow. come with the bill for the HOA. I mean, of course, now during COVID, um, people are not doing all that right now. A lot of the clubs are not going because uh, we're too close. You know, we're trying to be socially distant. Different world right now. So can you tell us about um, where the health care was? Oh, I'm sorry. So we have um, three hospitals close by. Coastal Carolina, Buford Memorial, and Hilton Head. No, you have St. Joseph Campbell. And then we also have our urgent care. Joseph Candler, um, what's the other one outside of Tidewatch? That's Hilton Head. Is Hilton Head, so. No, but Joseph Candler just built that new thing where we were, at Bookwalter. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, St. Joseph Candler just built a new facility because this area is growing very quickly. Construction. There's a lot of construction, and what people are building are developments. As a matter of fact, we're about five, months, five miles up the road. Jimmy Buffett built Latitudes Margaritaville. Yeah, so you could actually, Lift. you know, waste away in Margaritaville mm-hmm. if you want to. <laughs> and, they and have that's nice that. amenities there, too. Well, they have nice, because they're for the active over 55 community. Oh, so is this. But. <laughs> yeah. No, well, here, too. I mean, they encourage you biking. There's In the morning, you'll pass a whole bunch of people walking, walking biking, biking. Yeah, hiking every trip. type of bike. Oh, yeah, we have hike trails here, too. And they're made so that there's little benches, like, every few thousand feet in case you need to sit down or something (laughs) we took advantage of the sitting so um yeah you can walk from you know it's it's just a it's a giant complex it's interesting that you say there's a lot of building going on there because hilton head is an island right it's not oh no well hilton head island there is the island but the whole area from like hardyville bluffton ridgeland all of that is considered Hilton Head. Ah, okay. It's like saying New York City, even though there's the island of New York City, you still have Queens, you have Brooklyn, right. you have boroughs. So there's different cities that come uh, make up this whole area. I'll try to use a big word, not just stop myself. Um, <laughs> Comprised. Yeah. And, that was and, the word. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, you, you, you were there for English class. I wasn't. Also, the area itself follows a certain kind of philosophy of development. It all started in the late 40s, early 50s, when a developer from up north built the first development called Sea Pines at the end of Hilton Head Island. He was like an early conservationist. There's certain rules to the way everything is built around here. All signage is at street level. There's no billboard. This ain't Myrtle Beach with all the stuff up. It's not Vegas. It's not Vegas. You actually have to look down to see the signage. And that's done to preserve the natural beauty of the live oaks and stuff we have all around here. Wow. Yeah. I heard all it. the businesses are recessed off the road. Oh, wow. Nothing is on the actual road. So you can drive down 278, which is like our main strip, 
and see no stores because they're not, they're all behind the trees. So it keeps a very natural look, minimal street lights, only at certain corners, like major corners here in Sun City, do they have a street light? Everything else is a special kind of dark that I had to learn to drive in. Also, all the developments have windy roads on purpose so that it doesn't have that cookie cutter look. Let's say like other developments in like, let's say California and stuff like that, where they have, it looks all like, you know, poltergeist and they only move the headstones or something like that. It all has windy roads, <laughs> either man-made or natural lagoons, you yeah, know, there's everywhere. There's a lot of wildlife down here. And that's the final one. They were here first. <laughs> they were here first, so we have to respect them. So have you seen an alligator? Oh, yeah. Oh, we have Al lives in our lagoon over here. Lots of alligators. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my Deer, God. frogs. And, uh, we have the little geckos selling us insurance all the time. <laughs> we have uh, aminoles. Am- 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 yes, we have. Um, which are larger. They look like geckos. They're a little bigger, like a larger, larger lizard. We have snakes. Armadillos. We have armadillos. Raccoons. It's the biggest yep. birds you ever saw in your life. Yeah, we have egrets and blue herons. herons. Blue heron is the uh, state bird. Okay, and oh, you wow. still and you still have your dog, right? Yes. Oh, we. <laughs> she, she got away one time and went to swim with Al in the uh, lagoon. Uh, Survived that too. Yep. I don't know how because I was about to have a heart attack watching her in there, but I guess Al didn't realize she was in there and. We got her out. And most of the alligators, if you leave them alone, all they want to do is get some sun on the shore, and then they go back in the water. And that's it. There's fish in there. There's plenty of food in the lagoons for them to eat. So they really don't want that crazy dog anyway. And and because of the, the way everything is designed, the ecosystem pretty much takes care of itself. Yeah, that must have scared your dog, though, right? The culture shock. No, we were probably more scared than she was. She was a when we got Celine and this this is an aside. Celine was a was a rescue when we lived in Long Island. We had just lost Bandit. A moment for Bandit. And um where Trisha worked, they bought uh they would do dog therapy and bring dogs in for the people to like see and pet and stuff like the commercial with the little girl about yeah. that. We're gonna do therapy. No, we're gonna try something else. They bring the dog in and anyway, Long Island Retriever Rescue. Found out that in Turkey. Nice plug for Long Island Retriever Rescue. <laughs> hey, <laughs> Long Island Retriever Rescue found out that in Turkey, golden retrievers were popular for a while. Then they weren't. So what they did is they just released them to the wild. So Celine, probably for the first two years of her Jeffrey. life, was like a feral dog that lived in the woods. It took me about a year to wean her off of squirrels. Oh my goodness. At first, she had to learn English too. So yeah, because we so we're saying to her. But now she's she's trilingual because now she knows Spanish too. <laughs> There's a couple of times that I have to like, I become Ricky Ricardo and just cuss at her in Spanish. But anyway, we shan't go there. Um, finally, one of the ladies, she Trisha told her about losing Bandit, and they recommended this dog that had just come over. She needed a yard. She's very playful, very submissive with humans, but with other animals. She becomes very defensive and she protects the house and she doesn't get along with any other dogs, any animal that's in the back. She just loses her mind Mm -hmm. and tries to rip up my arm to try to get it. So 
I was more concerned for Al than I was for her because <laughs> she knows how to defend herself. She will. She would take care of Al real quick. That's funny. <laughs> All right, but that's basically how most of the developments are built here, where they all follow that philosophy. A lot of nature, a lot of trees, palmetto trees, which are like the state tree, if you want to call it that. There's plenty of those. As a matter of fact, when you come into the development, they decorated the palmetto trees for Christmas. I'm going to try to send you a picture. It's really nice. Getting back to the healthcare. Yeah, the healthcare. We have plenty of hospitals and good doctors, all board certified. So um, in February, the end of February, before COVID shut everything down, I was at work. I was having pains in my arms, uh, sweating profusely for no reason. And I said to my boss, um, I think you need to take me over to urgent care, which was right down the block. When I went there, the receptionist said, you know, why are you here? And I said, I don't think I'm having a heart attack, but I'm having pains in my arms. And she was discreetly trying to press a button. And the next thing I know, there's a nurse standing next to me saying, oh, we're going to triage you and make sure you're not having a heart attack, which I actually was. So I had to stay overnight. I had the best cardiologist down here, stent that had a blockage in one artery, right? Mm-hmm. 95% blockage. I put a stent in. I'm good wow. to go now. Wow. And, but and that was um, traumatizing for me again. On the technology side, yeah, he amazing. had like a 75-inch TV where he showed us the whole operation. Yeah, I could. I, I had a local. I could watch everything. But then he reran it to show Ray. Yeah, we saw the highlights. <laughs> we saw the highlights. So it was like amazing. Warner Wolf, let's go to the videotape. And he showed us everything. Wow. Everything he did. This is the vein before. This is the vein after. This is what we did. It was inc- I had never seen anything like that before. Mm-hmm. I was a little jealous of the TV, but we won't go there. <laughs> it's a good thing you were so close to the urgent care and as yeah. well as the hospital. Yes, exactly. We actually have three urgent cares within like 10 minutes, if that much. Well, uh, here's the thing, too. Um, there's a lot of seniors down here, and most of the new construction is <laughs> – um, assisted livings or um, uh, skilled nursing, er- everything. The weird thing about being down here is if I see a, a child, somebody younger than 55, I'm like, oh, my God, I forgot other people live here. It's really uh, made for senior living. So Yeah. And the other thing is we are in a convenient location yeah. because we are a half hour from Savannah, Georgia. So Lots if we if if we want city or we need to go to concerts or venues or special events or anything, we're a half hour that way. And the airport <laughs> is that way too, the international airport. Yeah. It's in Savannah. Savannah yeah, Hilton Head Airport. And then if we want beach and more resorty kind of stuff, we go half hour the other way. Hilton Head Island has all of that. Mm-hmm. Has all of that. But again, everything following the same criteria. Everything follows that philosophy of of building and all that. So this is not for if you like big buildings and the whole hustle and bustle, that doesn't happen down here. Actually, it's patience really is a virtue down here. (laughs) It is called the low country because there's a whole history on why it's called the low country. But I call it the slow country. 
because like nothing happens in a hurry here. Nothing happens. And, yeah, it's not like New York where everybody beeps, right? There's no beeping down there. Oh, no. No. We, no. we could sit at a light for five minutes. Nobody will beep a horn. No. Of course, in my head, I'm like, oh, my gosh, move. But <laughs> everybody else is sitting there patiently waiting. Well, everything here is stop signs. I had to I had to review the whole law of stop signs <laughs> and yielding and all that stuff. There's because there's really no need, there's even lights, though there's, there's lights on two seventy eight. Yeah, there's 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 lights on two seventy eight, but when so you, you come into the community itself, there's no street lights in here. No, right. You, you talked about Savannah. Did you think about moving there? A lot of retirees moved to Savannah. Savannah to us seems like a big city. If my children were to move down here, Savannah would probably be perfect for them. That's not where we wanted to live. Mm-hmm. Also, uh, it's nice to go there to visit, though. Yeah. There's also a lot of younger people moving to the town of actual Bluffton, like downtown Bluffton, South Carolina. Mm-hmm. It's a very. It reminds me a lot of Williamsburg, Brooklyn, where you have a lot of yuppies and younger crowds raising families there and stuff like is that. Yuppie still a word? I don't know. I was just thinking that. I haven't heard that in a while. Yuppies. <laughs> Man, you must be old. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Gen Gen I, Xers, Gen Y. What 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 what, what letter know. are we up just to? Just young people is nice. <laughs> Generation oh, Zeta. I don't know. Whatever. Millennials. I think I think, I think we say millennials. There you go. There it is. Or hipsters. Okay. So yeah, hipsters. Um, oh, that's a good so, one. Right. So it's that I kind of like in, um, galleries. Single story house. Is that right? Yeah. You're in a single story and and just like the rest of uh, the low level kind of architecture. Yes, definitely. Another one of my criteria was that it was all on one floor. Yeah, we did so, stairs enough. No stairs. Having a living in a three story house in Long Island, I was I said definitely we need a ranch. So. And, and there's no basement, right? No, no. basement. Having so to walk up, about, bring up the laundry the from the basement floor. to the second floor mm-hmm. was a mission. Because <laughs> yeah. yeah. we would get to the first floor and then we would hope that Cameron would come home soon enough <laughs> to finish the trip upstairs. What about um, storage facility? Is there um, anything to help you keep all those keepsakes that you couldn't get rid of through, um, you know, the purging? That's called the garage. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so well, actually, Ray and I are um, finally, after two and a half years down here, we were getting through some more boxes. We had about 30 boxes that I had not opened up. And my daughter's expecting her first child, my first grandchild. And I said, I know I have stuff for the kids that I kept you know, just for when they were going to start their family. We went through, we got rid of about 20 boxes, still about 10 to go. And then actually we could fit both cars in the garage. But for now, I brought up some stuff to my daughter for her, the baby. And it was was nice. Again, a little bit more of a cathartic journey, you know, going through all that stuff. When I came down here originally with the, the moving van, when it came down, had so much stuff in it. And I said, first of all, I don't know why I took half the furniture because it's not going to fit. So, you know, I had uh, almost a hundred year old house. So the furniture was made, you know, we, we picked big, sturdy furniture to fit in that. I didn't want that in my beach house. So I brought it down and then wound up giving it away. It was still, there were still things like everything that we have in here now is pretty much brand new. Or I painted it to make it look 
beachy. She discovered chalk paint. I love chalk paint. <laughs> also, above the garage, there is a crawl space that you can develop for storage. Oh, okay. I mean, you can get, I think the ladder is about $300 from Home Depot that you can pull down. The stairs come down. You can put some plywood on the joists and use that for storage also. Doesn't that sound like a lot of work? I'm not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> but so I'm just saying for storage options, there are options for storage. And again, there are plenty of storage facilities nearby. Yes, there are. So you guys have two cars, and I was hoping during retirement to have one, um, but it sounds like, you know, or or if I get to the point, maybe I don't want to drive. Is anything walking distance for groceries? No. No. Really not. We probably, when we both do actually retire, probably will get rid of one car, have one car so we could go, you know, drive wherever we want to, and then wind up getting a golf cart to drive around in the community that that would be the easiest thing to do um walking that people work walk around here everywhere but they're not they're walking for exercise not to get to the supermarket i mean unless you're a really serious walker we're talking about miles of walking Mm -hmm. (laughs) we're we're in the back we'll we'll be considered the back of sun city from the front gate to get to our house is 12 minutes by car. Unless you're a serious walker, it's not happening. Let's change the topic to um, climate. You talked a little before about uh, Florida being too hot for you guys. Isn't South Carolina very humid? It is. I have very big hair down here. (laughs) It is humid, but we also have like two other seasons. So it's starting to get a little cooler here. That means it's like fall in New York. I think my first day in the house, it actually snowed. So I apologize to everyone I met down here. I'm sorry I brought the snow. It was the first time it snowed in 18 years. Wow. But nobody drives in it. So I was out and driving around the area all by myself. It, it, it shut the place down. Um, it was about two inches but of snow. Then, you know, that, I, like I said, it snowed the first time in 18 years. And that was a couple of years ago. It had dropped down to about 30-something here in the evening in the winter, and then it goes back up to 50, 60. So to me, we have three oh, seasons. Nice. Oh, that's the difference between there and Florida. I get it. Yeah. Where yeah. I feel like Florida is always... It's always 90. Yeah. 90 or better. Right. Let's talk about some fun stuff. Ray, you you came down to South Carolina and you put a band together. What, what are you? What's your band like? What's the name? And um, let me give yourself a little plug. Oh, okay, great. Uh, it started out, we went to a like neighborhood get-together, because they do do that. The city is divided up into smaller neighborhoods. So Palmetto Place had like a, it's called a low country boil, which is basically a typical dish for this area, which is a shrimp, potatoes, corn, and sausage with a crap load of Old Bay in it. Yeah. <laughs> With a lot of Old Bay in it. <laughs> yeah, so we went to Low Country Boil. Um, we'll talk about cuisines later. And I met a gentleman playing guitar. So I played piano. We met together. Then we broke apart. But I kept friends with the drummer, Adam. There's a lot of uh, restaurants and stuff to play in here. Actually, the amenities themselves have live bands play. So we we put together a repertoire spanning from like the late 40s 
the 2000s, all the music, and we play together. And um, right now we're comprised of, it's a four-piece band. We have Adam Syrie on drums. We have Marcella Palmer on vocals, another former New Yorker from the Bronx. And we have our bass player is from Morris, Morristown, Tennessee. So he's a he's a good old boy. But he uh, plays bass for us. And like I said, we just cover the music and we've put ourselves out there. We play at like a lot of the golf clubs or the clubhouses have parties and we play that at a reasonable but we we don't we don't limit ourselves. We'll play Christmas parties, bar mitzvahs, bat mitzvahs, weddings, divorces, um I don't what whatever you need us to play, we'll play. We have a couple of gigs coming up and you can follow us on Facebook. Just search for Ray Adams Band, and we post all our events and stuff that we're going to have there. We have some videos posted, some pictures. It's one of the things that uh, keeps me out of trouble. But I do. I also still work, and I work over at Palmetto Dunes Oceanfront Resort, which is or half rentals and half uh, people that live year year round. So, and that's and that's beachfront. So you're kind of semi retired. Yeah. But my my title there is resource officer, so I don't really have the kind of jobs that I had in New York or the pressure or the stress. I, I go in, I do my eight hours, I go home. I don't have to worry about, you know, it's not the same. It's just not the same. Yeah. In New York, I carried two phones. I got I was on 24-hour call. At times I was getting texts at four in the morning because my six o'clock person was not coming in and I had to find coverage or get some, but no, not anymore. I get up, I go to work and come home and, yeah, and know, practice. A lot of retirees um, seem to be not totally retired these days from everything that we've read. So it's, you know, it's something that uh, I think you guys are actually doing, but in a relaxed mode, it's what they've been calling the encore encore career. Yeah, I feel uh, like I even though we're both working full time, we're still always on vacation. If you can understand that, the stress is so much less. The other thing that uh, surprising to me is that there's so many people our age down here and the music that we listen to, uh, we were able to become friends with uh, one of the local DJs. So we have become, both of us have been guest DJs on the radio station a couple of times. We fill in for him when he goes on vacation, oh. just an hour at a time. And so that's, that's kind of weird. And now that they were doing this podcast, I'm thinking maybe this is something we could do. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. If we can do it, anybody can do it. <laughs> it's really been a lot of fun. Um, I do want to ask you about, you know, New York is 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 a mecca like a um, a melting pot right mm-hmm. so when you moved down there did you find um your neighbors friendly have you made friends well we're still working so most of my friends are from work and then the neighbors that live close by to us uh even when we were in at the karaoke club we made a couple of friends but you know we just don't go out a lot. We did have, um, we do, we, the reason we moved down here was because we had friends that lived nearby. Unfortunately, my girlfriend passed away last year or the beginning of this year. So her husband and COVID, we just don't get to see him a lot right now. 
pre-COVID, we had a lot. Of, we've had a lot of friends and family come and stay with us because we do have the guest room and the extra with, bathroom with, with a full bath. So uh, we did have a lot of visitors um, coming down, and unfortunately, this last eight months has been a little. Yeah, Ray's, Trisha and Ray's bed and breakfast has had to like just stop a little. (laughs) We're temporarily shut down. But (laughs) the door is always open. The front gate, not so much, but my door is always open. (laughs) We'll have to climb over and come see you. You talk about breakfast, speaking about food, being from New York, can you get a good slice of pizza there? You have to look for it. You have to look for it. We we found one Mexican restaurant that makes great pizza. Great pizza. Really? A uh, place where they have great bagels, and oh, bagels. one place where they have really good Chinese food. Was, There's a lot of diversity uh, food-wise down here. Oh, yeah. In Pula, in Georgia, about 20 minutes away, there's a restaurant that has excellent Puerto Rican food, um, which Ray makes him feel like he's home. Oh, yeah. Chacitos. Chacitos. So. In, in Pula, Route 80. Look them up if you come down there. Their 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 Puerto Rican food is when we first went there. You know that 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 was the make or break it for me. You know, so I was like sitting there. All, really, that was it. Yeah, that was it. That was that, that was the make it or break it. <laughs> we we went there. and I was eating my mother's cooking because he's he's also from the Bronx, but he started at uh, Georgia State University, which is in Statesboro. He decided to build his business around here. It was here. a food truck outside the college. It was a food truck. Uh, and that he, took off. He oh, basically great. has like the, the restaurant in Pooler. He has a sit-down restaurant called 787, which is the area code for Puerto Rico, where it's a little more formal dining. And you go to Georgia, you can find, we even found a vegan bakery there. So whatever dietary need you have, it, it's around here. Plus, we have new places opening up all the time. Okay. We have Chicken Salad Chick, which has... You plug in all the restaurants? Yeah, that has like 20 different types of chicken salads, if you can believe that. Question. Here's the make or break um, question for Gil. Is there a Trader Joe's in the area? <laughs> Trader, I'd have to hold no, on. No, I don't. There's, there's uh, Whole Foods on Hilton Head. Too expensive. Yeah, and um, Harris Teeter. Harris Teeter, very expensive, but such great stuff. And I'm not even sure if there is um, Trader Joe's in Savannah. No, no, no. But you've been there for about what two years? Uh, almost three. January be three. And wow. so at this point, I think you've uh, you, you're familiar with the area, and all your shopping needs are met. So, yes. oh yeah. <laughs> but we do have one mile out from the front gate, Publix. We have Publix one one mile north. At Walmart, there's a strip mall there with some fast food, new Mexican restaurant, new hibachi sushi place right there, too. And like I said, the bagels are about 15 minutes away. 15. And when I asked them about their bagels, so they were like official. I said, he said, my my all my equipment came from New York and my baker cooked bagels in New York for 30 years. Wow. wow. I so, thought it was the water, but apparently it's not. <laughs> Yeah, and I've heard then, um, but, but down here the local cuisine is good too. Like if you come down, you have to try the Low Country Boil. You have to try the she crab soup, which is like a like a New England clam chowder, but at another level. The flavors are incredible, 
And of course, the pulled pork barbecue down here is unbelievable. I found out that biscuits and gravy are a food group. (laughs) Oh, my God. You know, I've always imagined Hilton Head to be an expensive place to live because the first thing that comes to my mind is, you know, golfing and all those kinds of things. But it doesn't sound like that so much, right? Like Hilton Head Island itself has everything from subsidized housing to you have Wexford Plantation where if you don't have a million dollars in your savings account, they won't talk to you to live there. So you can you can cover the gamut of like the very rich to not so rich. Inside Sun City itself, uh, I think my house was we we paid one hundred ninety two for the house. But no. There are houses in here that are half a million, if not more, depending on your range. You could get a house that accommodates you. And you have a two bedroom. Yes. Oh, nice. Wow, that's unbelievable. So has moving down to Sun City brought you any surprises, any regrets? I think we were so happy to be here and that even almost three years later, everything just is almost unbelievably good for us. You know, sometimes it's like, wow, did we just luck out or what? Uh, I don't know. I mean, that's the way our life is. We're a little simpler. Um, yeah, just, life life is simpler down here. Yeah. It's everything that we thought it would be. And sometimes we're amazed by how beautiful it is. And Ray will say, wow, good choice, you know. <laughs> yeah, I chose right. In okay. a couple of those breakups, I was given the offer of staying in New York. But, yeah, you can stay here if you want. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm going no matter what. <laughs> With or without you. So, oh, that's like uh, a BLS voice there. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Ray, do your BLS. W-B-L-S. <laughs> hey, and on that note, I want to thank you guys for spending this time with us. It's been really special and uh, opened up a whole nother opportunity for us, Hilton Head and Sun City. Yeah, thank you so come much. visit us. We'll give you the tour of all the cities. This has been uh, fun for us, too. Thank you very much for the opportunity. Thank you. I want to see that bathroom with the toilet. That's for sure. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Thanks, guys. Have a great weekend. Thank you. You too. too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. We hope you enjoyed our show. If you know of someone who relocated for retirement and wishes to share their story, please reach out to us. We'd love to hear from you. Our email address is gg at retirethere.com. Our website is retirethere.com. And you may follow us on Twitter at retirethere underscore. Don't leave out that underscore. And if you liked our show, please subscribe and rate it in Apple Podcasts. We'd really appreciate it. In the meantime, be well.